welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. This is a special edition. So I was uh, talking with Phil over at Cleveland Moto. Uh, you can check them out, clevelandmoto.com. They have a podcast that I listen to. I love to hear what they're talking about. And a lot of times we talk about similar things. So I thought, how cool would it be if we both touched on the same subject and people can listen to both podcasts and see how it compares. So um, I asked some uh, some friends to come this time. Yes, yeah, the elementary school around. The <laughs> <laughs> we have a bunch of the vampires here. So who better to ask motorcycle stuff? So uh, we'll do introductions, uh, chat a little bit about the vampires, and then we'll get into the topic today. So this is Liza. We have Doug. Yep. Adrian. Yep. Bill. Hi. <laughs> Megan. Hi. That's a dollar. Donut. Yep. It's two dollars. <laughs> and the rotten totten himself. Brazicoff. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gathered here on a rainy day in the garage. You don't stop doing that. I'm cupping you. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh. In the news. Where's that? In Who's the, the sergeant the at arms at this club? Him. Oh, great. <laughs> that doesn't help. You got a big wrench. I got a lot of big wrenches. So, here's what I decided. This is kind of a heavy topic, and I thought it would be cool to get some old timers in to talk about us old. this too. Hey! What? Nothing. Yeah. We're not As I old. recall, I'm older than you. By a few months. I think I'm the oldest one here. Yeah, you are. He's November 66. I know. So what I wanted to talk today is about, well, it's about faith, fate, um, Superstitions. uh, superstition, and motorcycles, and how they all relate. I saw the boogeyman once. Did he, did he touch you, Douglas? Can <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you show us on the doll where he touched um, I don't know. I, I, I personally find it kind of interesting. Um, everyone can speak for themselves. I am not a religious person. I don't believe in ghosts or spirits or any of that. However, when it comes to motorcycles, I open the door a crack and allow the possibility just in case. I have a troll bell on my bike, one of my bikes. Um, and I've had some experiences that I'll, I'll share. But I wanted to just cover some of the most common superstitions that are out there. And Adrian and Megan are gonna help me with these. Let's start with the troll bell. This is more of a Harley thing, but it's crossed over. Uh, occasionally, a little bit. So you got the history, Adrian? Um, well, as we find out, it was hard to get history that wasn't from a manufacturer making shit up. Um, the troll bell, from what we can tell, is pretty much just related to the old bells keeping away evil spirits. So before there was even internal combustion engines, bells would keep away <laughs> evil spirits, fairies, and the rest. Keep talking. No, I'm gonna start running out the door. See this evil spirit thing? I have a troll <laughs> bell right here. Was that it? Is that yeah, pretty history? much. I mean, that's um, as for why people keep them on. I mean, they invent all sorts of wonderful histories, the gremlin bells, troll bells. But like I said, they're mostly from manufacturers and they're mostly bullshit. Liza, didn't you say there was something about um, it not being so much a gremlin thing, but a tribute to fallen riders? Yeah, too? there was another history I read up about that. Yeah. Uh, 
It was, yeah, it was, it was a token to the Fallen Riders, and they say that when you're down on your knees cleaning that part of the bike down low, that you are on your knees remembering your Fallen Riders. Uh, when I'm on my knees cleaning a bike, that's not what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, it's one of the histories so, I found. Though so, so, so you are right, uh, the history, I believe. That oil leak? So, so, so the bell is there to take all the vibration of the bike so other shit doesn't fall off. <laughs> the bell vibrates and the other shit doesn't. And we should say, for those who aren't familiar with the troll bell, it's supposed to be mounted on the front of the frame. To like, the subframe somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, like underneath your, your neck, the neck of the bike. So, um, in the non-superstition, I believe, uh, Sarah, you were talking that um, you have a um, troll bell from your father on your bike? Yeah, mine's from his 43 ULH. Um, that's on my bike. I don't believe any of that stuff, so. Then how come you have it on your bike? Just a memento from my father. It has but nothing to do with superstition. If it had anything to do with superstition, I wouldn't get run into all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, you, put, you didn't put the troll bell on. You put it reverse so it attracts the trolls to you. with that troll bell. Jeez, it's a curse. <laughs> <laughs> the, the tradition I like with the troll bell is that you can't buy one yourself. It has to be given to you. I mean, that's why I have them. People give them to me, and I think uh, that's... Nice. When somebody's thinking of me and wants to give me something that maybe they believe helps. That, I had a friend give me a, a chicken things. foot to mount to my bike for good luck, luck once. I've given you chicken feet. There's a tradition in Hawaii where if you give someone a tea leaf lay for good luck, but it, you know, if you, or you can put it on your vehicle or, or your canoe if, when you're going to paddle uh, for good luck and, and well wishes, but if you do it to yourself, it doesn't work. It has to be given to you. That's the philosophy anyway so you need friends pretty much that's uh, just <laughs> we'll, we'll get some for you don't worry <laughs> yeah so some of the others um have any of you ever had your bike blessed at a bike blessing have you, you guys have hosted bike blessing no we do no cursing bike we've done bike cursings oh, uh but i know there you guys have gone to bike blessings yes yeah some of us have i've not been how's that go i've not been myself Okay. So. <laughs> Maybe somebody who has been. It kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks. Like, yeah. I don't have much to say about those. You hang out, people drink beer, they have the typical motorcycle, Harley centric. Hey, brother! Yeah. <laughs> things going on. And they sprinkle um, water on your bike. Sprinkle water on your bike, and then some bad strippers come out. <laughs> Stri wait, there's strippers with a bike blessing? It, it is a Harley event. Chance that, chance that <laughs> And they're never good. Getting a mushroom stamp on your gas tank is considered a blessing in some circles. What are you talking about? Uh, that'd be the naked run. Yeah. Liza, you're familiar with this. You know exactly. Oh, yeah. got it. Um, who hosts the bike blessings? Is this some of the Christian motorcycle groups? Uh, generally. I mean, some other will do it. But yeah, it's mostly Christian groups that do it. Um, I think Ancient Iron does it. And... Henchmen do it as well, I think. So, yeah. Whether or not they're specifically Christian groups or not. Yeah. And they usually do it in the spring, beginning of the riding season. Yeah, Easter. I mean, I, I guess it's one of those things. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are maybe non-believers, but meh, why not? Can't hurt. There's beer and strippers. Well, so let me ask you this then. What's the point of doing the bike cursing? To piss off bike blessings. <laughs> 
that has it had any effect? Have all of you crashed? Well, correlation is not causation. <laughs> I'm just saying you might be proving a point. Here. Well, actually, well, some of the bike cursings, uh, some of the other clubs have taken over, and they'll do non-Christian-based denominational blessings, such as the Odinists, and they'll do, like, there's a, mm, I can't remember uh, the actual denomination, but yes, he'll do a prayer to Odin on your bike, things like that. All right, so... Odin or Onan? Odin. Odin was the last episode that we talked about. Oh. Yeah, you, oh, should, you should check out the Moto Bandito website. They have a kit just for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. So, um, there's another one about no green bikes are mm-hmm. supposed to be bad luck. Have any of you heard this before? I've I never heard it. I've never heard, I've never heard, heard that. that. So, I looked it up. Um... The green bike is apparently it comes from uh, World War Two when there were Harleys being used in World War Two. They were painted army green, but that made them sitting ducks. They were getting blasted off their bikes. And so the army green color translated into bad luck because all these riders were being killed on green Harleys and they stopped painting Harleys green after that. I... That's yeah, kind of where it comes interesting from. Ones it we'll get that's all it says, really. Correlation is not causation. No, yeah. no. Um, but I, I, there, there was also hysterically some bad car racing crashes involving British racing green, which I thought made that could have just been British. Green, not color. I just know since since I was a, a younger rider, I've heard that Apparently, green bikes are unlucky. People weren't smart enough to figure out that this was related to being in the armed forces and in yeah. the middle of the war, and it wasn't necessarily. Related to a color spectrum yeah. in any way. But have True, you seen but, um, a green Harley ever since? Doesn't Mean uh, Dad yes, have one? Yes, I have, actually. But, Doesn't uh, Mean Dad have a green Harley? I don't know. I think so. Or is it Triumph? No, no it's, he, a Harley. it's a Harley. Okay. He wrote it on Day of the Dead. But yeah, I mean, the war did give us a lot of other weird it's traditions. like green the green uh, for no, smokers. it's like a forest green. There's um, the three-match three 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 theory. Match. No, three-match theory. What's the three-match theory? That uh, you never light three cigarettes in a row off the same match. Do you know why? Yes, snipers. So, so yeah. Snopes speaks heavily, checking Snopes right now, yeah. about it being an unlucky thing in auto racing. Like Mario Andretti would never sign his autograph in green ink. And uh, it's considered an unlucky paint color in that realm as well. So, Zing. Uh. You're still, I know, you're still just bitter. I know harder. what I'm saying. You have a lot of resentment towards me, and I know why. <laughs> tell us, tell us, Liza. We want the story. <laughs> what did Keith do or not do? What's it's what scoop? Liza did, not what Keith did. <laughs> exactly. Um, superstitions, for the most part, are Liza really counted the votes. Are really just superstitions. Things like throwing salt over your shoulder, uh, you know, green motorcycles. That's that's pretty silly. I have personally engaged in one bizarre superstitious practice. For many years, I carried a pure silver dollar in my leather jacket pocket in the event that I needed to pay the ferry man. Mm. That's pretty cool. I've never that's heard nice that one. one. Yeah. Got in a bad accident one time when I went look th- looking through my leathers later. My coin was gone. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I never found it. How long were you dead? <laughs> long enough, apparently. <laughs> I might still be dead for all I know. So you think the ferryman took it? No, I think it fell out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the EMTs the took a tip. The, yeah, it's the paramedics. Well, why do you guys think <laughs> yeah. that people are so apt to believe a superstition? 
because uh, we're pattern-based animals that try to figure out patterns and once we see things and it happens a certain way we associate meaning to that and keep going i think we also like to think that there's a way we can somehow prevent bad things from happening and that's just life bad things happen it also makes you feel good mm-hmm. when you think you know the answer yeah, well, people yeah. like to have control of what's coming their way as well so <laughs> so there's another one about never ride a dead man's bike or a dead person's bike well, that's why that guy got buried with his Oh, Halloween. shit. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Did you guys see that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That, oh, that's a very big beautiful. hole. Beautiful. I have to say, my first instinct is, no, why take the Harley with you? Like, come on, let the Harley live. You know? <laughs> no. It's like the Egyptians are buried with their Bury cats. It. It's like, why are you yeah. killing the cat? Um, other... Actually, if you bury the Harley, is it a EPA violation with all the oil leaking? No, they there? drained it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was trying to make a they also, joke. They, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. It's in a sealed in a case, so the bike could potentially survive, except for all the goo that will be on it. Yeah. That's it, they they like kind of semi plasticized them to keep them in that rigid position. Is that how they did it? Yeah. <gasps> they they. they Liza's got they ideas. Them or something like that. They, they had quotations around Are you going to go amend your will or something they, they like that? They prepared him. Don't want to get buried it, with your not bike. Not necessarily <laughs> in that order. I should take the bike out with me, though. Don't we'll sweep up the pieces and have them buried in your coffin. <laughs> if somebody dies and there's a salvageable bike left, one of their friends should buy that shit from the insurance company and take it to the track. So here's my question. <laughs> okay. If, uh, if you're into vintage bikes... Speak up, Keith. If you're into vintage bikes, it's very likely you have a dead man's bike. Ooh. Like, your chances yeah. go up. So, do they have to die on the bike for it to be a superstition? I don't know. What's it say? It just says there's a saying that riding a motorcycle that belonged to someone who is now dead is bad luck. Well, it's definitely the natural thing when you have someone you, you're close to and they die. When they die, you do what they're into and what you were into doing with them. Yeah, except for necrophilia. To me, it's... Yeah. The thing is, do you plastinate well them said. first? Uh, no. I have to say, though, for... Why are you laughing? He's still thinking about necrophilia. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's been a little while for him. Yeah, I haven't. At least... It, yeah. <laughs> um, oh so, another uh, interesting one that I saw... Yeah. Or, was for a person lost their father. Um, their father was riding and hit a stone and you know got into a fatal accident. And the person who wasn't that much of a rider themselves, a little bit, but um, we're talking about someone we mutually. Know. Yeah, we're talking about Stu. Okay. Um, he restored up his father's bike from the crash and then finished his ride, like because he was coming from one house to the next and he finished his ride for him. So, um, I have uh, a couple stories I want to share. Then I'll get your guys' take on it. First of all, is there such thing as, you know, bad luck or an unlucky day? For instance, I've been in one accident in my life. It was on Friday the 13th. Coincidence. Coincidence. Friday the 13th happens every single month. It's just not always on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes um, it's on a Wednesday. That's pretty profound. <laughs> a 
I wouldn't read too much into it is what I'm saying. I think we need to start calling you Yogi. Mm. <laughs> I've never had an accident on Friday the 13th, so I think Friday the 13th must be a lucky day for me. No. So, because it's always fun here, has anyone else had any near-death experiences on a motorcycle? Yes. You, uh, you Probably every day you don't know about. How, how many Priuses have you passed in the last week? <laughs> oh, Keith, didn't you say you had a superstition about Priuses? Oh, Priuses and Volvos? I don't know if that's a It's not a superstition. It's more that's of a, a statistic. Yeah, that's statistics. <laughs> Definitely well, never want to get behind be? a Prius. Behind what is she talking about? He mentioned earlier he had. Yeah. I know. I'm asking him what what what's your statistic? <clears throat> Volvos. They are unnaturally attracted to him on his bike. Yeah. Uh, I think so, the majority of his. Or actually, I want to say the majority. A good percentage of his accidents involve Volvos. So when you see a Volvo, you decide obvious. to drive erratically. Is that an, what's going on? An awful lot of uh, my close calls involve Priuses, but we also have a disproportionate number of Priuses in the Bay Area. Yeah. So, so it may be true. Like when, when every other car is a Prius, there's a good chance. Right. Spurious yeah. correlation. Exactly. Yeah. If this were Colorado, it would be Subaru. And then again, Volvos. I've had problems with Volvos. We also live in Santa Cruz. <laughs> well, the thing with the Volvos is also people who are more concerned about safety get Volvos, yeah. so then they drive like assholes, basically, because they're, they're safe, so they're a bit more erratic or don't pay attention to driving. There's not that much thought put into it, obviously. Yeah. Mm. Okay. The type of people who are attracted to Volvos, especially older Volvos, are just not the type of people who really self-aware. So, well, Volvos are always hand-me-down cars, so you give them to your kids when they're driving around. Yeah, so I don't know. Teenagers. Kids aren't the problem. Mm, yeah, kids are the problem. I have people ask me about how unsafe it is to ride a motorcycle and aren't I worried about it. And I will always go back to telling them, defensive driving when you're in a cage, you drive like nobody can see you. And when you're on a motorcycle, defensive driving, you drive like everyone is actively trying to hurt you. You believe that they are trying to cause you damage so that you are not there when bad shit happens. And, you know, it's a slightly different mindset. But it seems to work. Doug, you're shaking your head. No? He's shaking Unrelated. his head at me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have no They're idea. Making Google Unrelated, eyes at each go other. ahead. Anyway, so. But yeah, uh, near death experiences. Yeah, yeah, plenty of crashes that have been like, oh my God, and survived it. Again, like I said, I've had that voice pop in my head every once in a while, have, and I listened to it, and it saved my ass. Have any of you ever had your life flash before your eyes? No. 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 Really? That's happened to me twice. It happened... Was it interesting? It was. <laughs> Must have taken like an hour. No. Um, when I had my first and only accident back when I was 17, I crashed on the freeway. It was a high-speed wobble, so there was enough time to know, oh, shit, something's about to happen. Something bad is happening. And I just remember holding on to the bars, shaking, and then I remember looking up at the sky as I was sliding down the freeway on my ass... But that in between, I had a summary of my entire life. It was like having a slideshow at super high speed, just flash through, and you suddenly have, you smell everything you've ever smelled, tasted everything you've ever tasted. It, it's everything, it's a complete summary of every, your entire life. Did you hear Stairway to Heaven? <laughs> it was pretty cool. Was it the live version? 
<laughs> nope. See, for me, I'll get the like thing slowing down and your senses being magnified. Like you talk to any combat. That's attack. adrenaline. And yeah. yeah, it's adrenaline. It's adrenaline. Um, and that happens. Slide it. Come, Come on in. in. Okay. Slide the pizza under the door <laughs> and step back. Hi. Hey. So There's my only thought here. would that be would be that maybe that's just a slight variation on an adrenal response. I, I don't know. I, I think it's if your life was going to flash before your eyes, hopefully it will be something you can pick out of it that's useful, like maybe a track day. <laughs> so you guys don't You'll channel that Rossi race you saw and pick the no, bike back up. No, I, I don't necessarily think that your life flashing before your eyes is, is an indication of anything. Because whenever I get into a very serious fact, very serious as in helicopter serious, what I think almost every time is, oh man, this is really going to suck. <laughs> Literally, that's what I think. This is going to hurt so bad. And it always does. I'm always right. <laughs> well, I think maybe the difference here is I already s covered that God or someone is looking out well, for me. So you maybe hear, you're not the chosen one. don't ones. even believe in God. <laughs> I know. That's what's so awesome. I'm covered. You I'm hear your you. entire life, Liza, that when you die, you, you your life flashes before your eyes. So you grow up thinking that's what happens and in that split second before you die your adrenaline your your psyche goes hey maybe i should do this prepare myself maybe but it happens i i can't ex people I, I don't know just like some people see the white light and i've always thought that's a chemical release in the brain actually i thought it was pupil dilation as the muscles relax so they get more light in could be um and it's uh, the stairway to heaven I think it's the same, the life flashing for your eyes. I think it's the brain preparing for whatever, you know, like, this is it. This is the end. Here's your receipt, you know? If this was at Costco, we could return that. <laughs> Getting ready to restore from backup. Um, <laughs> when I've been in near close calls, my situation awareness just gets really good. It's the same adrenaline thing. What's going to happen? How do I avoid this? What do I need to do right now? So I'm going 75 miles an hour and I need to be going 10. How do I brake quickly? And I do it. Or I don't and then I hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, this is why you guys are the vampires. You are the undead, aren't you? And no we, comment. <laughs> drip, drip, and, drip. And we're now at one hour, so. Yeah, so I, I will wrap it up. Um, I appreciate you guys staying and doing this podcast. I don't. You guys were a pain in the ass. Yeah, fuck well, off. Fuck you, too. <laughs> this is a topic I've just been curious to see what other people think. Now I know. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. That What hard yeah, asses you are, yeah. really. But, you know, I, like I said, I'm just going to leave that that door that crack open just a little bit and this is the only part of my life I, I let that in when it comes to motorcycles and my life like well maybe You're this troll bell helps maybe <laughs> these things help why not cover myself it's just a little bit of insurance hedging your bets i would like to know you should double down is what you should do yeah pascal's <laughs> wager right yeah I'd i got like this wonderful tiger rock think. you can buy hey listeners liza here so we wanted to uh, find some people with other opinions on this in our group who couldn't make it to the original recording. So uh, I got 
Zoe and Leif to drop by and share some of their stories. Here it is. Do you guys have any superstitions? That well, I was just thinking about how I, um, I have names for all my bikes and vehicles, but I never named them. I ask them what their name is, <laughs> and they tell me. Um, you know, like the 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 custom chopper that I built, Bridget. Bridget. Like yes. Bridget. Who names a bike Bridget? I didn't even think of that. Like it's, <laughs> that was her name. Came out of ether. Yeah, and I, it was a big debate whether to customize Bridget or leave her as the stock police cruiser, Kawasaki police cruiser that she was, and. It took about two weeks, but then we got to know each other a little bit, and I had a talk with her one night, and she said to me, strip me down and make me sexy. (laughs) (laughs) And she told me her name, and so I did, and that's her name. (laughs) You know? I can't make that up. No, I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, bikes have names. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'll go along with that. Um, I want to talk about, like, premonitions, um, bad vibes, or have you guys ever experienced that? I have a couple. I have a couple premonitions when I'm riding, like something's going to happen, I'll correct my course. But I've had two instances of this, of where I've had a dream, and then within a few days it coming true. First one was when Davey, I don't know if we can talk about this incident yet, where he... um, We can say that he crashed. He crashed, uh, he crashed... um, name rat rat bike i love that bike treated me well um crashed rat and i had this dream that i was going to be out there at night riding up in the hills and there's going to be a bike crash on the side of the road like in a corner almost exactly like he had done it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and lo and behold this one just happened a few weeks ago um when my cvr broke down on Westcliff. I had this premonition my bike was going to break down. I was going to end up parking it next to the ocean mm-hmm. <laughs> and having to uh, walk home. And uh, lo and behold, the bike broke down. I had to park it on Westcliff. Uh, and I didn't have my phone on me at the time, so I couldn't call for help. That was like another bonehead move. Um, so I ended up walking home, calling Liza, and having her come out and help me. Um, so I've had a couple instances where my dreams with motorcycles have come true. Um, I've gotten paranoid with it. I'll say that I definitely have had times where, like, I've been on a group ride, like something I've been waiting for months. So, yahoo, group ride, yahoo. And we'll be out riding the hill, hills, and it just something doesn't feel right. Yeah. I don't know. And, and you know, part of me is like, well, I don't want to say that I'm, like, pussing out of the ride. It's like, you know. But right. there, are just, there have been times where I, in the middle of the ride, I go, like, heading home, see ya. Just something didn't feel right and it's not like i'm worrying about others because people have crashed before and to each his own but i i don't know i just i just felt like i wasn't something wasn't right and here's the thing i keep saying i don't believe in any of this shit but i'm gonna accept it when it comes to motorcycles (laughs) and sometimes it's just easier to to just you know like Listen to that little inner mind. Still small voice. Yeah. I, I wonder though if it's the inner mind, that little small voice developed, is that the, if that's the motorcyclist's little like sixth sense that we develop, you know? Like as we ride, I mean, we're doing stuff that takes a lot of perception and a lot of mental um, faculty to mm-hmm. do. And it, it, there's been studies that show that over time, motorcyclists actually do develop higher senses like 
we are able to process information faster. Our brains are more active on the whole. And basically um, better people. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, basically until, you know, we, we crash and I knew die. It. But, um, but yeah, so I, I kind of think it might, might be a little bit of that sixth sense that we develop, like just know innately something's up. So Leif, do you have any rituals? Um, yeah, so I do, I say a road prayer every time I get in a car on a bike or anything. Uh, I have to ask, what ex- exactly is a road prayer? I'll, I'll explain <laughs> it. So, um, Guadalupe, Nuestro Virgin Guadalupe, everybody knows her. Is she um, the one on the candles? She's the one on the candles. She's, okay, she's yes. the Virgin Mary, the Mexican version. Yes. Of, you know, Spanish <laughs> version of Virgin Mary. Um, I feel her a lot, and um, my spirit guide is the Archangel Michael. He, he's, he's a Christian. John Travolta played him. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So John Travolta, every time I get ride, I pray to John Travolta. No. <laughs> um, so um, oh gosh. my road prayer just says, um, Guadalupe, keep me safe today. Keep whatever I'm riding. If it's my motorcycle right now is Wasa, for instance. I'll say, keep Wasa running great. And Michael, guide me. But it's a little song. It goes like this. <laughs> oh, this <is> awesome. <laughs> it goes, Guadalupe, keep me safe today. Keep Wasa running great. And Michael, guide us. Oh, yes. Yay. And there's a nighttime version that also is rhymes. Is a nighttime up. version? Yeah. What Guadalupe, keep me safe tonight. Keep Wasa That's running it. right. And Michael, <laughs> guide my light. Awesome. Now, you Ohioans, don't write me off as a total Santa Cruz hippie because I was born in Minnesota. <laughs> Midwestern, just like you. And I was born in Florida, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was born in Utah. So what the fuck are we doing here? Dude, like, this California. Dude, awesome. the weather. Yeah, the yeah. weather. And the, the motorcycling. And the motorcycling. Especially. So, okay, so I, Guadalupe, I've never really even thought of that. I mean. Yeah, Guadalupe. So Guadalupe is looking out for you. Yeah, she's 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 the the mother archetype, you know, Do you the goddess. F- have you experienced anything where you thought that there was some sort of intervention or event that you felt like you had been looked um, out for? I haven't had a lot of close calls, um, <laughs> so I mean, not nothing like stands out particularly as like you know. Oh my god i just like you know felt like i was saved just then or something you know um so it doesn't really no i'm gonna share my story with you that maybe the closest thing to any sort of sign that i've ever experienced okay okay but i can say i've always been pretty closed to noticing signs i trust my premonition internally things from me okay I, you know. Uh, you trust your own gut. I Yes. So, um, I was riding cross country on my BMW K75RT. I'd come out from Georgia out to California, and I was heading back. And um, I left, uh, like, Yosemite, I think, and uh, just having a nice ride. And um, I was trying to go to Salt Lake City, and I remember it was taking longer than I thought thought because I think it took longer to get through Yosemite I think there were fires or something Um, but I found myself around 10 o'clock at night at in the desert where Bonneville salt flats are and thinking well I'll just you know keep pushing through I'll be in Vegas or in a sorry Salt Lake like in two hours or something Um, and just cruising through it's August 
warm weather. It's Bonneville Salt Flats, so it's no light. There's nothing. There's and there's no one else out there. So it's just me, and and it's a two lane freeway with a center median and then two lanes the other way okay and the road to the to the side it just turns into desert and there's these like every 50 feet or some there's these little poles with reflectors on it so at night you're just looking at the the white line and you have these little reflectors over on the side so you know where edge of the road into the desert is I'm just cruising this when you got a radio on your bike. It's just like, you know what I mean? You're just like, and the stars are out, and it's just a nice evening, and I'm cruising. I'm tired. I've been riding all day, but on these BMWs, you can just get into the groove, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just cruising along, doing about 80. All of a sudden, bam, all my lights went out. Instrument lights, taillight, headlight, everything. But the bike is still running. Oh, God, I'm going to die. The bike oh didn't God. die. Just all the lights went no, out. No, no, no. You're going to die. So Mine's it was okay. as if I went blind. Nice. Okay. So now. You're like monk style. Pretend you're on, on the cycle. freeway doing 80. Close your eyes. Oh, What do you do? So this is that interesting thing where your other senses start to kind of kick in. Don't you just hit the kill switch? Well, why kill it? Just but slow the fuck down. <laughs> well, no, I mean, well, no. Bike, so well, you what you do is you let off the down, throttle, like... but you don't know if there's somebody behind you. Oh right, right, right. You're in blackness. Just so the other senses kick in, and my I was feeling the wind to try and gauge my speed because I now you don't know how fast you're going. <laughs> right. Right. You lose all your senses, so kill switch. I mean, it's as if you're just floating at this point. And um, I remember having to make that decision of, like, I can't go off the road. I can't go off the road. Which way am I going? And I corrected the steering a little bit just from my memory of where the road was, right? Um, Also, I knew on that bike it pulled a little to the right, so I corrected a little to the left. And I started just feeling the road through the tires to feel for the beginning of gravel. Mm-hmm. And again, not knowing how fast I'm going, if you go off into the gravel at 50... Yeah, that's not fun. No good, right? right. And and um, so I just kind of... I guess I probably just let off the throttle. I'm slowing down, slowly braking, feeling the wind to try and gauge my speed, and just feeling for gravel because at some point I'm going to hit gravel. I'm going to, you know, and all of a sudden one turn signal went boop. (laughs) 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 And I saw in almost like peripheral vision, I saw the white line on the side of the road. And in that brief boop, boop, I was able to gauge my speed and to pull off the road and and come to a controlled stop. Nice. So here's the thing. On BMWs, they have um, the turn signals are right on the right thumb, left on the left thumb. It's not the usual thing. I have no memory of of hitting the turn signal or anything. Also, it was weird. Not all the electrics came on. One turn signal flashed. 
So um, long story short, I had to wait a while and get rescued, get picked up by a tow truck, taken to the next town. And then the next day, bike started up, still ran, but there was no electrical working. No auxiliary, nothing. Right. Um, but I rode on to Utah, met up with my relatives who are all religious and told them this story and they said it's a miracle they said well there you go mm-hmm. that's you know who looking out for you right of course i'm like you know come on no i mean i can't explain it at the very least you may have to admit there's a lot more going on than we perceive on Not a daily basis <laughs> And if I come from the scientific approach that I take to everything, I actually ended up having to ride the rest of the way to Georgia with no electrical because I couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. But the bike ran. I just, when it got dark, I pulled over and got a motel. Got back into town, dropped it off at the BMW shop. Took them uh, weeks to figure it out. Turns out there's a relay. When you hit the starter button, this relay temporarily shuts down the power to all your lights, radio, and everything to divert full power to the starter Uh and to the running of the bike. That relay went out, okay? I don't know. I feel like a BMW dealership, they would check the relays, but... Well, it's a very weird thing. It's just one... It has one function. It probably rarely goes bad. I don't know. So this relay goes out. That's why I lost all the power. Knowing that explanation of what happened, it wasn't like a loose wire or something. Right. There's no explanation for why one turn signal flashed once. So, what do you think? Was that Guadalupe? It was something taken care of, yeah. Was it May Grandpa? Have been Guadalupe. It could have been Grandpa. It could have been super like, similar story. It that. wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't your time to crash off the side of the road in the dark. That's another one of my my <laughs> questions. Like, is there such a thing as one's time? Well, here. All right. Try to fathom this. Okay. Because people, you know, we talk about like destiny and fate um, and one's time. On the other hand, what if time doesn't exist? I believe on another on another level, time is completely irrelevant. Like time, it does exist, but on a certain level of reality, it ceases to exist. So everything in the past and the future and the present is all right now. Okay. So if that's true, the, it becomes a moot point. Destiny, fate, it becomes a moot point. Everything that's already ever happened is, is already happened now. Time is just something like we have in this earthly human reality. Did I teach you this at the yoga class? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no, this was after the yoga class out back. Um, you may have. But, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a head fucker to think about. Right. And, and that's why, I mean, I wanted to kind of cover this topic of how that relates to motorcycling, where... I mean, our lives are in question every time we get on a bike. Well, I know I've had an experience when I was going over 17, and uh, it was raining. It was the first night I was ever on a motorcycle in in the rain. Ooh. And um, it's during the night of a memorial service down in San Jose, and I come over the hill, and um, as I'm on 17, the lit part of 17, the headlight keeps going on and off, like flickering on and off. And, and then it just cuts out. 
And at this point in time, I'm like, shit. I've got no headlight, it's night, and it's starting to rain. What the fuck am I going to do? So I, I continue on. There's no exit. I continue on looking for the next exit. And as I get to the next exit, it starts raining even harder. My front headlight just pop, pops back on. And I, I was able to continue riding and just stayed on the entire ride home. Did not shut off. The only logical theory I could come up with was that the rain made it so it could just ground or something. Like, it, the, the moisture was enough to get the electrical to work. Or my grandpa stepped in again. Right, right. But either way, I mean, that night could have ended very badly. Um, and that was after I had fiddled with the electrical before I left. I was like, oh, it's working now. I can turn everything. Everything's great. Get on the road, it starts fiddling out and... And when I really needed it, it actually pulled through. So I had another, I think that was like the pretty much the only instance where I felt like divine intervention stepped in on my motorcycle. Um, the other ones were like, right, I just saw a crash and I avoided it by doing something. Um, ironically, I've probably gone down the dirt like five or six times on different things. I've crashed a couple ATVs. I have the mini bike. I put the shadow when I was making a UE down in the dirt. Never on the road. I'm scared shitless. Knock that wood again. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Leif, what is your crazy shit we were talking about? Well, so, this is, yeah, this is a similar um, story because it's about electrical. And, you know, we're our bodies are electrical as well. We're electrical. Yes. We mm -hmm. have a magnetic field, an electrical field. Um, so, I've found that that... I always do my own mechanics, and I've found that oftentimes my motorcycle will have a problem that is a reflection of something going on in my body. Um, so okay. For, I, for I can example, follow this. Um, when I first kind of got to Santa Cruz, Davenport, I bought a, a beat-up old FZR, the speaker bike. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and this kid had installed the... the uh, we call it subwoofer speaker <laughs> in the gas tank fairing, oh, um, awesome. which was a great idea. But in the process of doing it, he had he had pretty much just like ripped out the wiring harness. It was just unwrapped oh, and spaghetti, no, 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 just no. like crazy. And uh, speaking of intuition, I knew this was a bike for me. I saw it on Craigslist. <laughs> the ad popped up. It was exactly the bike I was looking for. I knew this was the bike for me. And so I went over there. That's how and, I got the um, shadow. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, I, I dragged it home, and so it took like a couple weeks. You know, I was, I was patching up all the wiring, I was figuring stuff out. Um, but it's still the last sort of piece was it had these major grounding issues still, and I couldn't figure it out. And I couldn't figure, I couldn't figure it out. And then one day it just occurred to me very clearly that um, this was a reflection of my own grounding issues. And if you know about this, so like it's an hmm. idea in yoga or Wing Chun, Tai Chi, like we can be grounded or not. Um, you know, ungroundedness is, you could sort of relate it to being like flighty a lot of times. Mm -hmm. like we might mm -hmm. say somebody has their head in the clouds if they're kind of ungrounded. And when you're grounded down, your energy is connected to the earth and it's you're more solid and you're there and there's a solidity. Yeah, feet planted firmly on the ground. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it, it just occurred to me very clearly that this was a reflection of what's going on with me. So Should we not wear rubber-soled shoes in? Does that affect? I think, yeah, especially in Santa Cruz, because they really don't go for shoes around here. That's <laughs> why they're all barefoot. <laughs> That's why they're oh, barefoot. Oh, my right. heck. Um, that makes so much sense. So, that morning, I did some grounding exercises. 
just like 15, 20 minutes, these grounding exercises, simple stuff, and went out to work on the bike, and I solved the problem instantly, without even trying, without even thinking about it. I knew exactly, I was like, oh, it's, why didn't I see that before? Boom, done. Hmm. Um, I do that in my dreams. I've solved problems that I couldn't figure out on the bike. Yeah, totally. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, I totally remember. I figured that out yeah. in my sleep. Uh-huh. I haven't gotten to that stage yet. There's yeah. a lot going on. <laughs> Don't worry, grasshopper. I have oh, much to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we already get taken for each other, bent over. I mean, obviously. Do you guys believe in the road trolls? Road what? trolls. You know the gremlin bells? Do you have a gremlin bell? What is this? I don't have one. You're supposed to be giving them. I don't you? know of what you're yeah. speaking. <laughs> um, see on the front of his bike right here? Of Doug's bike? It's a little... The little bell. little right, bell. Right? Like an inch by inch. Under, uh, right above oh, the yeah. exhaust pipe. Uh -huh. Generally silver with some Okay, so what's up with the road trolls? It? They hide under the bridge and get you. Yeah, that's just to, to let them know you're coming. It's a motorcycle superstition. Actually, oh. it's an airplane superstition. No, that, that is a motorcycle yeah, but they it's used to... Also an airplane. Airplanes have road trolls? Well, no, but they <laughs> have gremlins. It, it, was, it, was, it was the gremlin oh, bell. gremlins in the... And in originally the when they were making airplanes, airplanes back in like the 20s and stuff, that was something that they would put on planes to be like, ward off the gremlins. Back then, mechanical knowledge was shit, so they're like, well, obviously it's a gremlin. I'm going to make an interesting comparison here because the bell... Right. Creates vibrations. Right. Which you already said. Oh, yeah. I totally There's something that. about vibrations. Um, and you were talking about being grounded, which is very scientific to me about the electrical and, and everything we, we that functions on the bike. So it's very interesting parallels you guys are making. It doesn't sound that batshit crazy when you ex really think about it. Yeah, it's not. It's just... Well, I mean, yeah. there's certain... Well, okay, I kind of look at it this way. There's certain riders that can tell how much PSI is in their tires without even checking. Like, they just kind of feel it on the road. And then there's ones that don't. And I feel like those are the riders that kind of hone in on their bike. Like, they know the sound of it. They can tell if there's something up with the engine. I mean, there's certain people that can just intuitively hone in on the bike. Um, it becomes a second part of you. It's an extension thereof. So... Let me ask you guys this. It's a little off topic, but do you think you will, do you think your bike will have any part in your death? Yes. <laughs> I, already, I already had a premonition. I'm dying when I'm like 50 and it's going to be some horrific accident that I can't predict. And you're fine with that? Oh, yeah. That's, I, I prefer to go out that way. Like, if I'm going to go out a way, it's, it seems like that's the way to go. I don't want to get too old and die i don't want to like die young but hold on <laughs> you don't want to get too old so like i don't want to get in my uh, 80s where i can't okay. do anything i just want to make sure because you said when you're like 50 something and it's like i'm almost there so <laughs> 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 hold on i'm sorry Liza. <laughs> let me get dibs on your bikes first no um no i i'm thinking you know like in my 80s i I'd much rather die like while i'm still kind of in my prime then I guess go up, but that's like a super fucking twenty-year-old thing to say. Like, <laughs> um, how about this? Would you guys take the say I died on one of my motorcycles? Would you then take it and fix it and ride it, or do you think that oh, that's yeah. unlucky? Oh, yeah, definitely fix it and ride it. Yeah. So you don't think the bike carries that? Well, 
Okay, if maybe it does carry something, but that I think that would be what would be beautiful about it is right. carry on your bike. Right. Yeah, that's a good road, good know? spin on it. Yeah, I wouldn't be scared of it at all. And are there any other? I don't know beliefs or mm-hmm. y- you know any other rituals or anything that you feel that because you're you're a motorcyclist that you've got a little extra something going on trust your are you are, are we under the spotlight more so because well I mean I, I, I think you, I mean you can die doing anything I don't feel like like riding a motorcycle for me personally is that high risk of an activity yeah. i'm not being naive about that i'm not being sure. like i'm invincible and, and ride like an asshole or anything but everyone's sort of level of risk is different in what they do and for one person um riding a motorcycle might be risky for me, uh, you know, strapping on a base jumping parachute and going base jumping would be risky because I've never done it before. Right. Um, for another person who's done that a lot, that risk is managed because they're... And they think yeah, that you ride a motorcycle and are crazy. Experience, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's, pert- like, more risky. I could, like, yeah, you could get hurt or die in a million different ways. Right. And I actually believe that there's no such thing as accidents. How about that? <laughs> um, that accidents is synchronicity working and that it's trying to tell us something. Um, and it happens for a reason. I believe everything happens for a reason. So, you know, if if I need to get in a wreck on a motorcycle, then I will. And if I don't, I won't. I don't feel strongly that, like what you were saying before, like that I'm, you know, that that's my fate to die on one or anything. Um, I'll tell you that I, I don't, I haven't had a premonition. I don't know if it's my fate fate to die but i think like zoe it's like but i'm good with that if i die on my bike i've told my family which it's hard for them for anyone who's not a rider to understand but if i died on my bike i died happy so hopefully that gives you some sort of comfort some of the happiest moments i've had are on the back of a motorcycle i mean the back or the front well both i i don't know i've always been the one riding it i've never really been bitch so you just mean on okay you just mean on the yeah well i consider like <laughs> consider the whole seat like the back of the motorcycle like i'm, I'm oh. mounting the back <laughs> <laughs> i'm not riding on the damn handlebars right, right, anyway. right yeah stunters do yeah i'm gonna die happy no matter how i die that's a good way to put it all right any more crazy hippie shit you want to share uh i've seen my dead grandparents they came to visit me grandpa came twice grandma came once Okay, then. Yeah. And I know I was a Viking in another lifetime. <laughs> I got lots of crazy hippie shit. <laughs> my spirit animal is a skunk. Sweet. Mine's a rabbit. Sweet. I, I, and actually, I learned my spirit animal was a skunk after I had plans to paint my bike with black with a white stripe down oh, the back. Nice. So. Dude, skunks are cool. I had one hanging around my house for a while, and uh, he was awesome. I'd just be like, dude, you gotta like get out of here. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we've filled up the half hour. If there's anything else you guys want to add, otherwise, I think we have a good second perspective on stuff. Yeah, I think I think I'm good. Yeah, I could tell hippie stories all day, but you know. This is why I called you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear one more? I can tell you one more. Yeah, go That's ahead. Fun. So, um, 
dead grandparents. Uh, I was doing a sweat lodge. You know, that's a Native American ritual. They mailed the little igloo-looking, uh, it's out of tree branches and blankets. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go in there and throw the rocks in there, and it gets super hot, and you sing, and you chant, and you do your thing. And uh, it was the first sweat lodge where I had a job. I was bringing the rocks in, so, so I was a little more involved, which felt good. And um, I, when you go in there and you close the flap, it's pitch dark. And as soon as we close the flap, on the first round, there's four rounds, and close the flap, and I can see over there about 50 feet away, my dead Grandpa Jim and my dead Grandma Zoe standing there. And they're just standing there side by side with their hands like this, like looking real respectful. And I'm kind of, you know, in my mind, I'm like, hey, like, what's, what's up? You know, like, hi, <laughs> I'm so, hi. And, uh, and they're just standing there, you know, very respectful, very just straight faced, respectful. I'm just like, okay, uh, well, uh, okay. <laughs> and so we do the thing and um, we keep going and the sweat lodge I was doing, they're not all like this, but there's four rounds and the first one's for the children and the next one's for the teenagers and the next one's for the adults and the last one's for the elders. So as I kind of just, well, we were doing the whole, there's a lot of mojo flying around during that sweat lodge, but, and the, that last round. Wait, wait, define mojo. I'm just oh, kind of curious. Mojo. Um, it's energy? Vibes, energy, okay. feelings, okay, right, right, right. Um, you know. I just for It's not way. a hot sauce. Okay, right. Not a hot sauce, no. <laughs> so uh, as soon as we closed the door on that last round, both of them were just like, vroom, like right here, you know? And they were just, then I was like, oh, they're respecting the ritual. You know, they had to wait till the round for the elders and then vroom, they're right there. And it was more about me and my grandpa Jim. Um, grandma Zoke, she kind of just chilled back a little bit and grandpa Jim came right in. And just before that round, I had set myself a little goal that I just wanted to sit still for a round and when it's I mean it gets like my friend Scott who runs the lodge makes it really hot which I like but I mean so hot like when you breathe in your nose it feels like it's burning right you know and there's like all this mojo flying around right, and right. like to just sit still during an entire round really, really is hard. freaking hard and um Grandpa Jim just came in whoom, right there and I was like Grandpa Jim you know hey like I want to sit still for this round he was like so do it and I got this sense. I wasn't real close to my grandpa Jim when he was alive. I got this sense how he had this, his practicality. He's just practic this practical guy. He's just like, so do it. I'll stay here with you, and we'll do it. And that's what we did. And I felt really close to my grandpa Jim, which I'd never felt while he was alive. So I was stoked. So do you do you believe then that you do have relatives or close people who've passed who are looking out for you? Oh yeah. Everybody's like, every, we can communicate to... I'm going to have to hand in my atheist card. Anybody and everybody, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, if somebody's died and you feel like you never got resolution with them, they're totally available for you to have your resolution with them. They're just not in a body anymore. I'm, yeah, I, I say if I'm going to believe in anything at all, I'm going to believe that there is the energy of my dead relatives helping well, me out you know about the release of energy that happens from the human brain when you die don't you like no generally there's a general field i think it's like less than a watt and on death it the extreme amount of energy releases from your head and it's mm-hmm. just you just like burn out it's like a really bright candle going off and Whoa. so there is something to the whole idea that we might exist as energy well, I think we should go out on that. 
<laughs> How you like that, Ohio? Pass it around. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. Uh, cool. Well, I wanted to thank you guys. Thanks, Liza. For coming in and giving another perspective on stuff, covering our bases. Yeah, thanks for having it's us. Pleasure. Cool. All right, we're out. Cool, cool. So uh, thanks for checking it out. And don't forget to go to clevelandmoto.com and check out their version of this. See how it compares. And give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at uh, motorcyclesandmisfits.com or on Facebook at Recycle Santa Cruz. And our email address is recyclemotorcyclegarage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>